Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Chuck Green, the Kia Studios, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. Back at it halfway home on this Wednesday evening with you. All right, 404-726-0929. That's our phone line. We're asking you the question. Pro Football Focus did not have Arthur Smith in their top 10, and I'm not surprised by by all of that um, as far as top 10 head coaches. Here's here's who they have as their top 10 head coaches in the NFL currently. Okay, Andy Reid, 1, Belichick, 2, Tomlin, 3, Shanahan, 4, Harbaugh, 5, uh, John Harbaugh, 5, Sean McVay, 6, Doug Peterson, uh, 7 with the Jacksonville Jaguars, Nick Sirianni, 8, Sean McDermott, number 9, and Brian Dayball, number 10. I don't have a problem with that with that list, okay? But I do think that if Arthur Smith can get this team into the playoffs, win the division, and have a successful season, I think Arthur Smith is going to start to gain, gain some attention as far as working himself into being considered one of the better coaches in the NFL. And I think he's an upper-half coach in the NFL. I think he's done a lot with a little as far as his personnel and things like that go. Now, again, is he a top five, six? No, no. He's not a Super Bowl coach. He hasn't hasn't won or played in a Super Bowl or anything like that. I got no problem with that. But, again, could he be Brian Dayball or things like that? I mean, Part of the reason why the Falcons have even won as much as they've won is because he's made the most out of his offensive personnel. Again, Marcus Mariota. I mean, when you go back and watch him play and tell me that it's a miracle among miracles that we were able to even win the number of games that we won with him. I can't even believe that we even won seven games. Well, actually, we didn't win seven games. I mean, we won five games, but you, you understand my point. That that we even did as well as what we did having to play a guy like that. It is amazing. So 404-726-0929, your thoughts about where Arthur Smith ranks among head coaches. Let's go out to John out in Newton. What's going on, John? Hey, Chuckery, what's going on? Buddy? Hey, buddy. What's happening, man? Well, first, I just want to let you. I love you, man. You just you come from the heart. You just you don't cut corners, and uh, you believe everything you say. Thank you. That, I appreciate that. that. Means a lot to me. Thank you. I appreciate uh, that. You're welcome. I'm gonna give him a. I'm gonna give him a top one half. In other words, uh, I'm sure what thirty teams, thirty one, thirty two. Yeah, teams, yeah. I'm top. You know, top say, twelve to fifteen. A, a yeah. With the caveat, with the caveat that he got here and had to deal with what he had, and now in his second year, after that one year, so the third year, we're going to see more of Arthur Smith's, uh, I guess, 
blueprint as to what he really wants to do. You know, a coach in his first or second year, if he goes to, to USC, he's probably going to have a little bit more success than if he was at, say, Louisiana Lafayette. Right. So he's, he's doing a great job. I'm not a Falcon fan, but I am excited uh, just just for the the camaraderie and hopefully, you know, they'll straighten things out. But, but yeah, he, he's, he's doing a fine job, fine job. And, again, uh, rest in peace, Ryan Mallett. Yeah, uh, we didn't mention that yesterday, but, uh, yeah, definitely RIP to Ryan Mallett. And appreciate the call and the kind words uh, as well. Look, again, I'm not saying Arthur Smith is going to be Andy Reid and Bill Belichick. How many Super Bowls those guys won? 20? I mean, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not expecting that. But but I think Arthur Smith has shown enough that I think he's an upper-half coach. I, I do. Yeah, you know, whatever position you want to, again, maybe in that 12 to 15 kind of range. I don't think when you look at, you know, I don't have a problem with the top 10 coaches in the NFL. I mean, obviously Mike Tomlin is one of the great coaches. Listen, if there's anybody that's that should be on this list, it's uh, Pete Carroll. Because I've thought for a long time that Pete Carroll has been one of the top two or three coaches in the entirety of the NFL. And, and you look at the fact that they were able to be a playoff team last year, resurrecting Geno Smith off the scrap heap and this, that. Again, I think he's a fabulous coach. But I, I think Arthur Smith, now that he's getting his personnel together, now, now that he's, again, you're seeing the identity. And it, it may not be the most you know, popular or fun way to win or this or that or whatever, running the football as heavily as what they do. But that's been his M.O. When he had Derrick Henry, that, that's, that was his M.O. And by the way, Derrick Henry was in a top five pick. Derrick Henry was a second round pick. But he's made these guys better. He, he resurrected Ryan Tannehill's career. He was a nobody for it. And, and he had a lot of success as an offensive coordinator. And now he's translating that. And Again, you know, building this roster in what he wants it to be. Yeah, he's got his flaws and his warts. You know, at times, I don't think he's as good of a game manager. I certainly think he's better than Dan Quinn. And and, and what have I always asked, Day-Day? Uh, again, I know you've only been on the show for a shortened period of time, but I've I've asked for years, years, do you know how long I've had a chance? I've been blessed as all get out. I've had a chance to do radio in Atlanta for the last since 2012. Right? What what is this year? 23. Okay. So 11 years. 11 years. You know, November 5th will be 11 full years, okay? I've said for years, for most of that time, what I've always wanted is an advantage on the sidelines on a Sunday afternoon. I want an advantage on the sidelines. I see so often when you get teams paired up with one another and you watch Andy Reid or even Brian Dayball. I think those guys give you Nick Syria. I think those are guys that give you an advantage on the sidelines and they won't completely kill themselves for it. And I've always wanted that because, again, I, I would watch Dan Quinn and I just, I'd be amazed at the lack of just forethought and insight and just whatever, adjustments or whatever. It would just be boggling. It would just baffle me at times when Dan couldn't adjust, when he didn't know how to use the clock and manage it, when he didn't know how to use his timeouts. And, again, there's been bits of that with Arthur Smith as well. But you can see the blueprint coming together. You can see the mold. You can see what, what he's trying to do with this team. Now you got to get personnel. And look, this is a big year for Arthur Smith and the Falcons. It really is. We asked D-Led, you know, I don't know if there's a specific, a specific goal in mind. You know, yes, progress, but it's – I, that's not tangible, right? 
Division championship is tangible. Playoff appearance is tangible. Like, those are things that I can point directly to and say, yep, this is better because of this. Not just, well, you know, we completed a higher percentage of passes. We threw it more effectively. No. There has to be results. It's a results business. That's what the NFL is. That's why they call it not for long. Because it's a results business. And you've got to have those kinds of results at the end of the day. Or, guess what? You get fired. And, and unfortunately, you know, we just talked about Steve Cohen. Sometimes you fire a guy too late. You know, I think, I think it was a year too late to get rid of Thomas Dimitrov and Dan Quinn. I, I think that they should have done that a year before that because it wasn't working, and you could see that it wasn't working. And, and even in Dan's best of times, he wasn't a very good coach. Now we have a guy that I feel like I can have an advantage on the sidelines with. I could, I could, there are coaches that line up against us, and they're not going to have the advantage anymore. I don't know that I ever felt that way about Dan. I don't know if I ever felt that way about Dan Quinn. And I'm not trying to be a hater. I'm just I'm telling you the truth. I mean, again, there, there's been, you know, it's, it's hard to, unless you're a bad franchise, it's hard to have three seasons where you have at least six losses or five losses consecutively in a season. That's not easy to do in the NFL. So much parity across the league. You're bound to run into somebody that stinks. Yet he had three five-game losses, I think it was, over the course of his career. Three different seasons where he lost at least five consecutive games. That's hard to do in the NFL. It really is. In today's NFL, that's hard to do. When teams can go from crap to first place. But I do think that Arthur has given us a definite advantage. I do think that, that we have now a guy who stands on the sidelines across from a lot of coaches, and he gives us an advantage. And that's what I'm looking for. That's what I've, I've been asking for for years. I don't think he's the top one, two, three coaches in the NFL because he hasn't had that kind of success. Not that he's not a good coach, but, again, you're judged on your Super Bowls. That may be fair or unfair, but when we talk about the great coaches in the history of the NFL, ain't none of them that don't have a Super Bowl trophy in their case. And usually it's multiples of, of Super Bowl trophies in their case. I mean, Pete Carroll may be the one exception that he's only got the one Super Bowl and he played in another, but he might be the one exception to the rule where we talk about the greatest coaches in, in NFL history. Most all of them have, whether it's Tom Landry, Don Shula, right? Guys like, I mean, again, if you had to play in the Super Bowl era or whatever like that, but, you know, if, if when you're talking about some of the best head coaches in the history of the NFL, they probably got multiple championships under their belt. Certainly Belichick and, you know, John Harbaugh is another guy. And uh, obviously, um, you know, um, uh, Andy Reid. So I'll give Arthur Smith credit. I, I think that he's one of the upper half coaches in the NFL. Maybe he's not top 10 yet, but certainly there's room for him to grow and there's certainly room for him to to get better as a head coach and certainly room for him to you know be in that kind of upper third of NFL coaches in this league. All right, when we come back it'll be time for that's life. Hey, baseball's a lot of things, but it isn't boring. Join Rob Bradford and uh, on his podcast Baseball Isn't Boring. Every day Rob takes you through the league and spotlights what makes the game fun. And he talks with players, managers, GMs, and reporters who all shine a light on America's pastime. Follow Baseball Isn't Boring free on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast from. Sports Radio, Nights on the Game, Odyssey.com now.
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, back at a truckery show. 9.20 from the Kia Studios, you know what time it is. That's life. That's life. That's what all the people say. 404-741-0929, that is the Solomon Brothers Diamond Text Line to be a part of the show. Honestly, absolutely you catch us on the go. Social media is at 929 The Game. I'm at JMSH316, he's at the D. Lewis. For, um, D, at the D. Lewis for real. Uh, Day Day, we haven't done Kenneth, any of these auction items in a while. Um, do you remember the Michael Jordan Dream Team, the famous Reebok jacket that those guys wore? Yeah. Remember that with the with the USA, the Reebok yep. jackets that they wore? Remember Michael put the towel over his shoulder to hide the Reebok logo mm-hmm. because he was a Nike, Nike. guy, yep. right? Okay. That Reebok jacket just sold for $1.51 million. Ouch. Who had it? I don't know. Uh, let's see here. Uh, the Reebok Team USA jersey worn by Michael Jordan sold uh, uh, sold for $1.51 million Wednesday night in a one-item auction uh, conducted at Sotheby's. Um, Company the Jacket is a letter from the Maygay Group. Um, The jacket was reluctantly worn. uh, Let me see here. He talks about that. Um, The jacket remains in its original condition as worn by Jordan with safety pins holding the flag that discreetly covered the Reebok logo. Um, It doesn't say who had... Who owned all of it? Um, um, Doesn't matter. Oh, they're rich. Follow, following the ceremony, as reported in 1992 Sports Illustrated article, Jordan tossed the his award suit to NBA Public Relations Director Brian McIntyre after the ceremony. Sports Illustrated quoted Jordan as saying, I certainly don't want it. Jordan later signed the jacket for McIntyre, who had offered to return it, uh, as the inscription reads, to Brian, thanks for everything. So, a guy that worked in the league had that jacket. Can you imagine that piece of memorabilia? Wow. $1.51 million. Now, a rookie patch, a 2003 Upper Deck Exquisite Collection LeBron James rookie patch. So, this is a card um, that, let me see what the what the picture looks like. 
It's got his autograph on it, and it's got like a patch from his uniform. Okay? It's got a little swath of a patch from his uniform. $324,000. Graded out a nine mint. $324,000 at auction on June 24th. Who's buying these things? I don't know. Who's buying this stuff? It's crazy. $324,000. I'm telling you, man, we're in the wrong business. I'm telling you, I got to go get I got to go get that stuff graded out and ready yeah. to go and and I've oh, got a man. trout rookie, I've got a Ronald Acuña. I'm again, I don't know how much I'm going to make, but I I want to try to sell some of this stuff off. Yeah. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm I'm going to I'm going to do coke and hookers. <laughs> <laughs> no. I I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> Maybe Coke and Hooker. I don't know. Who knows? We'll see. <laughs> ne- never say never, right? <laughs> Can a man can dream, right? Exactly. Anyway, did you see Madonna? Yeah, yeah. She uh... rushed to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, she was in intensive care. She was found unresponsive. Uh, Madonna was found unresponsive and rushed to a New York City hospital on Saturday. Um, the material girl, 64 years old. He believes she's 64 years old. I know, it's crazy. Now, her face is only 30 years old, <laughs> right. but she's 64 chronologically. I didn't realize she was that much older than me. Well, think so. about the fact that in 84, she would have already been in her 20s. Yeah. Right? And I mean, in 84, I was barely a teenager, right? Yeah. So... Um, so yeah, that's about right. Thirteen I, years older than me. It just didn't seem like it for some because she seemed so teenageish, you know, when right. she dropped Material Girl and all that stuff. So, but I guess that's what they were going for. Well, yeah, I mean, but again, you know, it was, you know, she she cut her teeth, you know, when she was younger and all that, and the Jelly Bean Bonita stuff and mm-hmm. all the records that she, you know, then she got into, you know, the the whole Material Girl and. Um, like a virgin and all yeah. that good kind of stuff, but, um, but yeah, uh, sixty-four years old. She um, uh, she was uh, is that in, intubated? Incubated? No. No, intubated. Intubated. I'm not sure. In, I n t u b a t e d for at least one night before having the tube removed, and she is now alert and recovering. Um, she had developed a serious bacterial infection which led to a several-day stay in intensive care. Is that from all of the facial surgery and makeup and all mm, those kinds of weird things? I, you know, the funny thing is that I, I look at Madonna now, and she was always an attractive woman. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, I mean, for what it was, but I mean, she was always an attractive woman. And then she started doing all this, like, facial surgeries. Well, and you all know, these... they don't want to get old, bro. They don't want to get old. Man. I mean, it's just it's just crazy. So, just crazy. All right. Today is National Insurance Insurance Awareness Day. National Insurance Awareness Day. Let me tell you, on the third of the month, I'm very much aware that the insurance has to be paid and all that good kind of stuff. So, tonight's top ten list, the top ten things you hate paying for the most Day day, the floor is yours. Well, I'm just gonna go down how I wrote them. I had them in no particular yeah, order. Sure. Uh, up first was cell phone bill. Um, can't stand it because I don't know. They're just ridiculously high. The fact that a cell phone costs as much as a a PC is just astounding to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, gas, um, mainly because just the fact that it's as high as it is. I remember when uh, I guess what back at the top of the year or late last year when we were like in that $4 range yep. I told I remember telling my wife's grandmother you know what they're doing they're setting us up to where we're not going to go back under no, $3 no of course not no absolutely I I I'm going to I'll speak on that here in just yeah. just a minute cuz that's on my list as well yeah um, milk, because we got four boys all drinking milk, and my goodness, they go through that. And milk is about as expensive as gas Yeah, uh, by the gallon. Parking, I don't care where you go, there's no cheap parking. I'm, I'm going to comment on all that here <laughs> in a minute. Don't worry. Uh, I got uh, that on my list. <laughs> Amusement parks, because they're ridiculously high these days. I'm, I'm, I, I just spent, for my daughter and I, a hundred and, well, 
So we went we went to um, Lake Winnie right. uh, a couple weekends ago. That for the three of us, uh, that was a hundred and forty something dollars. Um, I just spent a hundred and thirty dollars uh, on tickets for Carowinds mm-hmm. because I got the package that has the I don't even know what it is Carnival with it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a hundred and thirty bucks. Yeah, I mean, uh, in all honesty, the amusement park tickets were almost as much as my hotel. Yeah, yeah, amusement parks are just right up there yeah. with them. It was uh, like it was like one. 50 for the hotel, 130 something for yeah. the amusement park. Yep. Uh, airline tickets, I've got that oh. on here. Uh, in honor of National Insurance Awareness Day, car insurance. I, I think insurance is the biggest scam. Um, I know that you need to have it, but then it just seems like you can go all these years without an accident or anything happening, and you've been paying all this money, and then, Lord, God forbid, someone comes and totals you out. And they don't or even want to claim. Yeah, just, and they just, don't want to give you nothing. I, I had, I mean, again, I had my window at uh, Baldino's on on Buford Highway busted mm-hmm. into, and you know, I had I, they they started telling me about okay, well, it's going to cost this much to you know for this and that and the deductible and all, and I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to file a claim. It's just cheaper for me just to, to go pay, pay for it, it out yeah, of pocket. Exactly. Just just pay for the window. Completely 100% out of my pocket, then I don't have any rate increases or anything for yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, concert tickets, and this is partly because of oh. having worked in the in radio since 2001. Very spoiled guy right here. So when I have to pay for concert tickets at the rate that they go right now, ugh, can't do it. Uh, medical bills, again, con- your health insurance, all that, just another racket. And then finally. Yeah, I. I- <laughs> Yeah. Don't, don't I know? <laughs> Cable slash streaming. I've had two weekends at the hospital. One cost me eighty eight thousand. <sighs> the other one was sixty seven thousand. Suck that one up. Yeah, bub. Yeah. All right. I I, I think car insurance is a complete scam. Yeah. I, I'm with you. I, I I think it's a complete scam. I, I'll I'll put my business out on Front Street. Okay. Mm-hmm. I pay over $1,100 a year net mm-hmm. to park here, wow. to park at this building. I pay over, a, it's over $1,100 net money out of my pocket to park here, Ouch. to park at Colony Square. Where you work. Yeah. That's why I wanted to move over there to where the Weather Channel building was. I was all in favor of that. <laughs> Let's go over there. It's free parking. Yeah. It cost me eleven hundred plus dollars a year to park at Colony Square. For yeah. what? <laughs> what do I get out of it? It's either always under construction. It's Nakatomi Towers. For half of my existence at this place, it's been Nakatomi Towers. Or the parking lot's always full. On Friday nights, especially. Yeah, I'm glad I don't come down here on the weekends anymore because oh, it's goodness. ridiculous. It is. It takes getting in this parking lot just to get in. Yeah, and nobody knows how to park down here. They just they just do whatever the hell they want in the in the parking lots down here. Yeah, bunch of morons. <laughs> um, dry cleaning. Yeah. You yeah, see how yeah. much dry yeah, cleaning it costs? Is. I hadn't gone in a while, obviously, because of the pandemic. Wasn't really going anywhere needing clothes or needing clothes to be dry cleaned like that. But uh, one of the first trips we took, I had to take something in. And I think it's like it was like seven, eight bucks for a pair of pants. Yes. Yeah. Ridiculous. I mean, again, it used to be like 79 cents for shirts. Yeah. Now it's like three bucks. Yep. <sighs> All right. Gas. Yeah. Gas is, I'm telling you, gas is the single biggest scam going in the world today. Mm-hmm. It is a complete scam. This is not about this is not about supply and demand. This is not about not having enough resource. Okay, this is about the fact that everything gets manipulated. Mm-hmm. There is no single solitary reason that in the United States of the of America. With all of the resources that we have, all of the different things we can do, there is no reason to pay more than two bucks a gallon in gas. Nope. Never. I don't care pandemics. I don't care about 
uh, Katrina, I don't care. There's never a reason in this country with all of the resources that we have, yep. the vast expanse of resources that we have, mm-hmm. that we should be paying more than two bucks a gallon for gas. I'm right there with it's, you. It's a complete scam. The yep. system is so flawed and manipulated that it's it's just it's ridiculous. And then oh. they keep it at a high rate so long that when it drops. Well, but again, so you know, everybody's like, "Well, go with clean energy." Wait a second. In the 1980s, when we were paying $24 a barrel for oil, you couldn't create a more cheaper, efficient mm-hmm. uh, energy system. Right. Not not solar, not wind. I, I'm going to a whole freaking story about those things. Yep. You can't create. I mean, again, in 1984, we're paying $21 a barrel for oil, for crude oil. You can't develop a system for energy that costs less than that. Right. You can't. And you know what we were paying for gas? 79 cents. Yep. I remember when we paid under a dollar yep. for gas. Same here. Yep. I re- I was driving when we were paying yeah. a buck for gas. 89 cents. Yes. Yep. My grandparents would go to the gas station and they'd buy leaded gas. Not unleaded, leaded gas for like 79 cents a gallon. Yep. Watch um watch the movie Die Hard. They show a gas station price in LA and it's like 84 cents a gallon. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. Um fast food. Yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous now. I, it, my daughter and I will go to like Culver's and it's 25 bucks. <laughs> and again, I love Culver's. It's twenty five bucks, dude. I took I had to take my son to a bar mitzvah last weekend. Yeah, and neither of us really had you know we ate breakfast, but by the time we got out of there, we were still hungry. So I was like, well, let's just get a snack because we had my my other son's birthday party, so it was going to be food. Stopped at McDonald's, two medium fries, one medium orange drink, ten bucks. Uh, it's just it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy, and I understand everything's gone up in food and all this kind of stuff now. I'll put the caveat on this, child support. <laughs> I don't mind paying child support when the money goes to help my daughter, right. okay? What I do mind is when it's, you know, buying other things or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Okay? Uh, that That's because I do, I, I'll spend money directly on my daughter. Right. Again, we're going away this coming weekend, okay? Or I'll get her nails done. Or I'll buy her food. I buy all of her food now. Or I'll right. door I'll door dash her. You know, <laughs> I send her food. I mean, again, that, I, I'm not gonna do that. Um, rent. Yeah. Rent's another thing. Rent is always going up. Yep. Um, I want to pay off my car so badly, and yeah. I and I'm just about there. I think I owe less than three thousand dollars. Nice. Um, I I hope I'll have it paid off probably by the end of the year, first of next year. But man. I want to get out from my car payment. Yeah. Not having a car payment is a beautiful thing. It really is. It re- I mean, not having a car payment is a beautiful thing. Um, hospital bills. Yeah. Didn't I just say that? Yeah. 88000 one weekend, 67000 another weekend. I'm with you. Second, secondary tickets. Yeah. Just in general, the mm-hmm. secondary ticket market—it's absurd. Yep. Again, I, I am—I am so—I'm willing to spend good money to go. I was—I've been looking at going to Cincinnati right. to go to Taylor Swift. Like I, I was here, I, I looked at—I I wanted to get tickets here. I looked at Nashville. I, I looked—I looked all. I've been looking all across the United States of America. It's eighteen hundred dollars to get in. To sit behind the stage. That's crazy. Like, I like Taylor Swift, and my daughter loves Taylor Swift, and my daughter's a Swifty through and through. I'm not paying $1,800 to sit behind the stage. Did I tell you the stat about her tour? Yeah, you did. Yeah, about how much it's going to bring it. billion. Yeah. yeah. She's going to have the highest grossing tour in music history. Crazy. Yeah. But the secondary ticket market is absurd, and I get it's supply and demand. I understand that. But the pricing is just obscene. 
for and it's not just her concert. It's everybody. It's everything yeah, it's in everybody. general. Yeah. When you got to buy on the secondary ticket market, it's a just ripoff. Yep. It is a complete ripoff. All right, hit us up with your list as well. D-Led joined us earlier in the show, what he had to say about the Falcons. Chuck Rinakia Studios, Sports Radio, 9 the Game, the Odyssey.com app. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Radio 92.9 The Game, back at a Chuckery show. Hanging out in the Kia Studios on this Wednesday night with you. 404-726-0929. That is our Solomon Brothers Diamond Text Line to be a part of the show. Well, we're about a month away from training camp opening up. We'll obviously have all of the best training camp coverage. Let's head out to the WadeFord.com hotline, Lannis Ford dealer. Let's talk to the man that will be in Flowery Branch come next month and obviously covers the Atlanta Falcons for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. AJC.com is where you can check out all of his work. It is D. Orlando Ledbetter, a friend of the show. D. Led, as always, buddy, appreciate a few minutes uh, here. Um, you know, much like the players, are you staying out of trouble in this in-between time from mandatory mini and training camp? Are you staying out of trouble yourself? Uh, yes, very much so, John. Uh, went on a cruise and then went to uh, Winston-Salem to pick up the Sports Writer of the Year Award and now relaxing, back with some friends, watching uh, 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 watching uh, you know uh, some uh, some TV here. We watching D-Wade interview with Shannon Sharp and D-Wade and Michael Vick, uh, just kind of kicking back. Now, do we have to change your first name to award-winning journalist, you know, D. Orlando Ledbetter? Does does your first name change with this award that you won, or how does that work? No, that's, it doesn't work. We don't do it for awards. <laughs> it's great, it's uh, great to be recognized by your peers, no question about it. And thanks to uh, uh, Wes Dorm, uh, one of the board members at the National Sports Media Association. I don't know if he uh, voted for me, but I'm sure, uh, you know, it had something to do with it. Well, that's uh, that's fantastic. Congratulations to you, D-Led. Well, first question, speaking of promotions and all these good kinds of things, you know, D-Led, I'm not that excited about Ryan Pace's promotion, now the director of player personnel. I like Keith Smith, and I, and I think that was a good promotion for him. But what did you kind of think about some of these moves that the Falcons have made in their front office elevating some people? Yeah, Kyle Smith. He's uh, he's his dad was uh, AJ Smith. He was the uh, a long time uh, general manager of the San Diego Chargers. Him and uh, Martin Schottenheimer used to go head to head back back in the day, according to Thomas Dimitrov. So good for Kyle, good guy. Ryan Pace was uh, you know, with the with the Saints and uh, Terry Fontenot worked for him. So you know he's gonna uh, hire people that he trusts. Uh, but Ryan was the guy who took Mitch Trubisky over Pat Mahomes, so uh, you know, and, and Deshaun Watson. So uh, don't need him in the room when they're drafting a the quarterback if they have to do another quarterback draft. But he did build a team around uh, Trubisky that went to the playoffs, went 12 and four. He went to the Pro Bowl. Uh, but yeah, he's a good football man, so you got to respect that. D-Led, I'm going to ask the audience a little bit later on in the show about Arthur Smith. 
where do you think Arthur Smith ranks among NFL head coaches? Like, where, roughly about where would you put Arthur Smith as far as NFL head coaches? I've been impressed with Arthur Smith in the first two years here that he's done a lot with not very much. The fact that, you know, they won seven games uh, uh, in the first year and the second year with teams that probably should have won three or four games. Probably cost him some draft capital, but um, he's got his teams prepared. They play smart football. They play hard. And now I just want to see what he does with some talent. Yeah, I mean, and I think that there is a lot of excitement. I think fans are excited about the idea of, because I agree with you. I mean, I think Arthur Smith has done a, a magnificent job given the roster limitations that he's had to work with. And now it feels like, okay, you know, now that we're getting our pieces in place, you know, and we can see kind of, you know, the the potential of what this offense is going to be. And it does feel like with the personnel that we have, I mean, I'm not saying we can be the best offense in the NFL, but we can certainly be a a top flight red zone offense. We can be certainly one of the, you know, one or two best rushing offenses, you know, as we were last year. I mean, there's still a lot of room for growth in this offense. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh hey, just beat the people you're supposed to beat. And that's uh, right. half of it in the NFL. Uh, they have the uh, easiest schedule in the league. They only got two real games against the Vikings and the Jets. Team went winning records. You got Jacksonville, uh, which went to the playoffs, got them in London. Uh, but, yeah, you need to dominate the uh, NFC South. You need to dominate the Saints. You need to sweep them. You need to beat Carolina, which has got a lot of uh, variables, too, and, uh, number you know, number one pick in the quarterback. Uh, you need to beat Tampa Bay when they're down. So, Win the NFC South, and let's start from there. You know, I, I know D-Led, you know, the narrative, obviously when, when you know, Arthur Blank gets in front of the media and all this good stuff and, and talks to everybody, it's, well, we want to see improvement and, and this, that, and the other. But do you think that there are tangible things that Arthur Blank has in mind for this team? I mean, you know, winning the NFC South or being a playoff team. I mean, do you think that there are any set goals that Arthur Blank has handed out to this regime to, you know, start to achieve this coming year? Yeah, I think progress. I think progress is, uh, uh, in my mind, is winning. So he wants to win. You don't need to be in all these one-score games uh, and kicking field goals from, from, from coup to win the game. You don't need to be falling down at the one-yard line. You need to go out and play good, sound football. Arthur Blank wants to see good, sound, quality football from Arthur Smith's team. And, uh, you know, everything's set up for him to do it. They've got a lot of variables here. They drafted on offense for the last three years. Uh, They went against conventional wisdom and took the running back. Now let's see if the running back can make you a lot better football team. And go after people, get some sacks, stop some people. Uh, those will be things that will get everybody excited about Atlanta Falcons football again. The Orlando Ledbetter, beat writer for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, covering the Atlanta Falcons, joining me here on the com hotline. You know, I, I, I still think, D-Led, that my biggest fear or concern, or I still think it's it's still the weakest part is, you know, have we done enough to be able to sack the quarterback? And I know we've added pieces, but there's a also, you know, tied into this, a lot of wishful thinking, you know, hopefully Ebba Katie makes the jump. Hopefully Caden Ellis can build off his ear last year. You know, hopefully, 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 hopefully he's with this. Do you think that we've done enough to, you know, really improve our pass rush in, in I don't want to say just a little bit, I mean, in drastic ways. No, I'm not sure if we're going to get that in drastic ways, but uh, 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 certainly a medium-level jump will be great. Calais Campbell, D'Angelo Malone, Lorenzo Carter, uh, Yamada with Grady. Um, you got to get out of third and two. That's a losing proposition. They were playing bending but break defense for the last two years. And, you know, they held people to field goals and so forth uh, and kept games close. Now, don't stop some people. You know, hit some people in the mouth. Um, go go hit Derek Carr, pat his head a couple times in the Saints game. Uh, you know, do what you got to do to uh, make Bryce Young look look like a, a rookie. 
uh, do what you got to do against Baker Mayfield, even though Baker's going to probably throw you the ball a couple times. So, yeah, the defense has got to stand up. That's going to be very key for the Falcons here. And I don't know if that's going to happen. Uh, but, you know, you got at least some people that, have, you know, at least know their way to the quarterback. And Yamada, uh, Calais Campbell, uh, can Ebikati get there? He had 11 hits last year. I need some hits to be sacked now. So, same thing with Caden Ellis. Uh, can he get to the quarterback, you know, as a uh, you know, kind of gadget linebacker, which is what he did in, in New Orleans last year. So, yeah, get to the quarterback, stop some people, get third and six, third and five, get off the field. And, um, you know, then we'll have a, a, a defense that, uh, you know, they can, can at least go and play and beat somebody. I'm tired of, you know, the one-score games and so forth. Get out of here with that. Beat somebody. Uh, lay, lay, your, uh, lay your baseball bat or whatever down on the field and say, hey, we're going to take it to you for four quarters. D-Led, based upon what you've both seen and heard, what's been your impressions of Desmond Ritter this offseason? What what do you think about Desmond Ritter going, you know, obviously into the season as the starting quarterback for the Atlanta Falcons? Yeah, he's a, he's a smart kid. He's going to manage the game. Can he do more than that? Okay. Um, I think he's, uh, you know, he saw at Cincinnati where – he elevated a, a program that, you know, I remember back when Penn State beat him 81 to nothing. Uh, you know, going back to Rick Minner, Mike Tomlin was the coach there. John Harbaugh was a special teams and wide receivers coach there. A lot of people went through Cincinnati. Luke Fickle got him to win, and they won with Desmond Ritter. Zach Taylor was there. So it's kind of a football. Tommy, Tommy Tuberville was there for a minute. Uh, but it's kind of a football uh you know, kind of not a, a SEC type of ground, but a lot of a lot of good foot people, football people have passed through there, but not a player um, that has gotten a lot of uh, accolades like Desmond Ritter. I'm going back to Greg Cook. So uh, can he do that? Can he at least manage your team and then make some plays to win some games for you? And that's the hope that the Falcons have for Desmond Ritter uh, this year. You know, uh, D-Led, um when we talk about, you know, breakout players and different things like that, and you and I have talked specifically about Ebba Katie, but, you know, uh, again, I think A.J. Terrell has to have a good bounce-back year. Um, I'm anticipating that I, I think Jeff Okuda is going to, you know, have a breakout kind of year himself. I mean, look, he's playing for a contract, right? I mean, so usually that's a motivator for guys. I, I definitely think that this secondary is the most improved unit that we have, but, again, you know, A.J.'s got to play better this year. Jeff Okuda's got to have a, a good year where he's healthy and, and has a breakout year. I think that the upside is really high for this unit, and especially when you factor in Jerry Gray with it as well. I'm very intrigued to see how Jerry Gray works with this secondary and gets guys to improve. Yeah, no doubt he's done a great job in Minnesota and Green Bay, where he's been, and uh, the fact that he was a, a cornerback himself. Uh, you know, hey, what if it doesn't work with Jeff Okuda? What if you got to put Mikey Hughes out there? Uh, you know, what if Clark Phillips has got to play a lot? Teddy Savage, Darren Hall. You're going to need cornerbacks. He's got to save the cornerbacks. So, um, you know, Okuda's uh, certainly – um, you know, the the biggest project that they have, A.J. played pretty good other than inside the 20 where he gave, he gave up like six touchdowns last year. So A.J.'s, uh, you know, a guy that you could, you know, match with some receivers. But, you know, inside the 20, he had some problems last year. So fix those. Um, save Akuda. If you can't save him, save Darren Hall. Can't save him. Get Mike Hughes to play. If you can't save him. Uh, you know, then then you got the Clark Phillips kid. So you got some options. And Falcons haven't had those options in the first two years of the Arthur Smith, Terry Fontenot administration. Last question for you, D-Led. I mean, how confident are you about some of the interior offensive line? I mean, obviously, you know, as of now, and, and certainly things can change, but, you know, we're looking at playing a guy that's a converted tackle at left guard, and we're looking at playing a, a a young center. The last time we did that, that blew up in our face. I mean, that the last time we we did all that, it was a complete disaster. Do you feel more confident in you know having Bergeron at left guard 
Dalman at center? I mean, do you feel like they can get the job done with the two of those guys together? Well, I think the fact that the coach is an offensive line lineman, he played at North Carolina, that uh, he can, you know, him and Coach Leffer can get him to play. Uh, they thought Dalman was a steal in the fourth round. They had a second round grade on him. I didn't see it last year, but um, I didn't see Wes Weiser either. And Wes Weiser's going on to play uh, with uh, Washington and be a, a salvageable pro. Bergeron's running with the third team right now. So are you talking about Matt Hennessy maybe starting out and then passing the torch there? But I think uh, with the coach that is a former offensive lineman that uh, and he's got a good coach. Dwayne Leffer was a good coach at North Carolina uh, State. Um, and he's done a great job run blocking with these guys. Uh, last year, I'm thinking that's the one place where you got to coach them up. When Mike Smith was the coach, you know, they tried to coach up the linebackers where they didn't draft as many linebackers. They thought they could find them. And him and uh, Coach Nolan didn't, didn't get that done. So, you know, Arthur Smith and Dwayne Leffert got to get this line fixed. And whether it's uh, Bergeron, Matt Hennessy, Dylan, uh, somebody's got to step up in the interior to make this uh, pocket firm and make it a good run line that they can throw some play action off of because otherwise Desmond Ritter can't drop back and throw 30 times a game. you got to run the ball. you got to be able to uh, be some play action, uh, you know, run out of the pistol, whenever, run out of whatever you got to run out of, but you got to have some play action off of it, and the line's going to be key. And we're going to put that right on the foot of the head coach and his uh, offensive lineman, offensive line coach, Dwayne Leffert, to get this team moving in the right direction. Well, d I know you'll be front and center at the press conferences asking the first question, so we, we do count on uh, you for all of that. He is the Falcons beat writer for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. AJC.com is where you can check out all of his work. You can follow him on his personal Twitter page, at AJC, and he joined me here on the WaitFor.com hotline. d as always, appreciate it, buddy. Thanks uh, much, and uh, obviously we will chat again here soon. Sure, no problem, John. Thanks for having me. You got it. When we come back. Chuck Green, the key is We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.